everyone, and welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Justine, and happy holidays! Happy holidays from the Cutaways. That's Ashley. That's me. I'm Ashley. I was so confused. I was like, who? who's my co-host? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like this. The ghost of Cutaways future. Yeah, right. <laughs> where, where I really become a southern grandma. <laughs> who knew? It'll happen. Well, this is our podcast where we're watching romantic comedies in chronological order and we're analyzing them and we're taking the genre to task. And we talk about dicks. And butts. And puppies. Puppies. (laughs) And Boy Meets World. And Lego Batman. Lego Bat. I watched Lego Batman last night. Aww. Yep. The whole time I was just like, best movie of the year. Best movie of the year. Now we got bad Bad blood. blood. Hey. (laughs) Uh, oh, it's a great movie. Yeah, I just watch, watch it and think of you. <laughs> That's good. I think of you too. Aww. And you too, Xander. <laughs> He's staring into my soul. Is it because you're excited about what we're watching today? Are you excited? I'm excited. Xander's excited. His ears are all perked up. Xander, Aww. I bet, has never seen this movie. No, he's too young. Yeah. He's only three. Well, today we're watching the classic 2000s coyote ugly coyote ugly which i told sam that we were watching this today and he's like that's a romantic comedy and i'm like yeah it totally is he's like i just remembered the dancing and the singing (laughs) oh yeah dude the soundtrack was my jam in high school oh it's a fantastic soundtrack but it is also a romantic comedy there is romance like that's the whole crux of the story yeah it's like what's she gonna choose what's she gonna choose yes like sam Sam, come on. Come on. You come just on. you just like the girls dancing on the bar, honey. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. huh? There's real substance to this. There is. The artistic struggle in Jersey. And John Goodman. John Goodman. Classic St. Louis actor, John Goodman. That's right. He's famous in St. Louis. Like, huge. Oh, break it down for us, Ashley. Okay, so the description on DVD.com is, When gorgeous, talented... Violet Sanford lands in New York City with hopes of becoming a famous songwriter. She's forced to make ends meet by working at Coyote Ugly, a hot new club filled with beautiful bartenders and outrageous entertainment. Not even. (laughs) I know, that's why I read it in the TMZ voice, because that's totally what's happening here. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not not okay, bro. No. That's... No. No. Rethink your life, DVD.com. Yeah. A Netflix company. Yeah. Fix your shit. Fix it up. So the movie stars Piper Paraboo, Adam Garcia, and as mentioned before, the great thespian from the Midwest, John Goodman. Oh. Yeah. It was directed by David McNally. It was edited by William Goldenberg. Oscar oh, winner. Oscar William winner. Goldenberg. Oh, what yeah. did he win the Oscar for? For the Academy Awards, uh, he's been nominated for The Insider, Seabiscuit, Zero Dark Thirty, Imitation Game, and he won for Argo. Argo, fuck yourself. Argo, fuck yourself. Another great movie with John Goodman. Yeah. There's a lot of action movie people on... Edited romantic comedy. Yeah. At least in today, it's a lot of like... Cast and crew we've never heard of because they they work outside the genre. Good. The first assistant editor was Monica Anderson. 
The assistant editor was Brian H. Carroll, and the other assistant editor was Gary Tretham. I like that they weren't, that they're not designated as second assists. They're just run of the mill assistant editors. Yeah. Yeah. It's rated PG 13 for sensuality. 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 Have you seen the other cut of this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's sexy. There's a lot more. There's a lot more sensuality. Sensuality in that one. <laughs> This one, not so much. Not so much. The good old classic. They cut out the boning. Yeah. It's an hour and 41 minutes long, and it's rated three stars on DVD.com. Why was Return to Me mm. rated 3.5 stars while this is rated three? This is a travesty. This Dude. A travesty among men. There are so many one-star ratings for this film. <gasps> and not only that, if you go on IMDb.com... And it's got 27 Metascore. Metascore, 27. What is that? Why? Why? <laughs> Who are these people that hate Coyote Ugly? For reals. It did nothing to you. It just brought a classic female story to the forefront. Yeah. While she tries to make her way through the big old music industry. I don't Come know. How, on. How long has it been since you've seen this movie? Like a year. Really? Okay, so you're it not was, like it jaded. was on like last year on TV for Christmas, and we watched it. Oh, so it is a Christmas movie, I guess in a sense. Yes. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Get on those leather pants. Yep. It's coyote ugly. <laughs> Come on, Tyra. Woo! Let's go. Let's go smize yourself. <laughs> Ashley. Yes. Hard-hitting questions right off the top, okay? okay? You ready? You ready? Do it. There are four original songs, okay? Yes. One of them doesn't even really count. Please remember. Who even knows that one? I don't. See, it's, it's, the, it's the ballad. Please remember. When did this play? That's when, that's when she's sad. Okay, so they like chopped it down to two or three seconds? Yeah. Gotcha. So really, there are the three songs. Yes. Can't Fight the Moonlight. Yes. The Right Kind of Wrong. Yes. And But I Do Love You. Yes. Which one is your jam? But I Do Love You. But I Do Love You. What's yours? I think, I think, I, I, I'm between The Right Kind of Wrong and But I Do Love You. But they're, oh, they're so good. They're so good. I think I agree with you. I don't like to. that one she goes she goes all in my well in that one yeah i mean as we we established coyote ugly is just the story of how lin manuel wrote hamilton yep condensed you yeah. know i maintain that fact yeah i mean new york inspired her to add a little hip-hop touch mm -hmm. 
and mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay episode over we decided what our favorite song is <laughs> so uh, good that was fun i mean i feel like it's not as fun as it used to be it's much more for me more of a background movie now i've seen it so many times that i just don't need to focus on it yeah yeah focusing on it and just like yeah 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 like go let's get let's get to the stripping part yeah let's get to the best parts of the movie (laughs) where what's his face takes off his clothes the thunder down under (laughs) indeed (laughs) uh and then when he shows his hip oh yeah that australian hip that's some nice action. I mean, but you saw her her underwear so many times in this movie. Like Sam asked us if this was this movie was like objective or subjective to her character. And it's a little of both, I yeah. feel. Um I, f- I felt like it rides that line because in a way, they know what they're doing on the bar. Like mm-hmm. they know that they're playing yeah. to the objectification of themselves yeah, by and men. They're in control of it. But yeah, but they're in control of it. That's what makes it okay. Yeah. Like it's their choice. There are scenes though when we see Violet like changing while she's on the phone and you get like this shot of her taking off oh, her yeah. skirt. Yeah. That is objectification yes. as all hell. <laughs> yeah. That's the male gaze yeah. that we talk about that's not okay. Yeah. That's like, that's a private moment. Also, why is she changing while she's on the phone? I don't know why we saw like her like bikini briefs all the time. (laughs) While she was on the phone with her father. Yeah. Strange connections there, filmmakers. Strange connections. Must be that Jerry Bruckheimer influence. Yeah. Yeah, we talked in the intro about how these were all action people. Yeah. And even though the writer was surprised when Jerry Bruckheimer bought her script, he's just like, this isn't like a anything like well it's based off of an article mm-hmm. uh, a true place it's a true place it's a real thing um uh one of the old coyotes wrote an article um that ended up i think in the new york times what are you i found the article mm. yeah it's an op-ed and it's telling her story about being a coyote and like how that came to be and why it was her thing and then why she left and all that jazz. So then Jerry Bruckheimer uh, got the rights from Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote the article. Mm-hmm. And then how he brought on the writer, I don't know. I couldn't find that. Interesting. It's a very confusing... Because it's written by a woman. Yeah. Which is unusual for Jerry Bruckheimer films. Yeah. And I, I like that about it. It's so many female characters, and you hear they each have unique voices. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I like I've about it. I don't know. There's lots of things I like about it. I like the, the dancing. You know, There's definitely these really great, like, feminist touches, like, quote-unquote feminist touches. It does, it does break the Bechdel test. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. Like, in the first 20 minutes. As soon as she meets Lil, it's, yeah. like, broken. Yeah. Lil is hardcore awesome. Yes, she's fantastic. She's still working. She works a lot. Yeah. But there's definitely, there are times where you definitely can tell that the camera work is, especially now that we are in post-Wonder Woman world, (laughs) where you can definitely see the huge gap between Wonder Woman and then Justice League, which just can't, they, they both came out in the same year of 2017, and... There's this huge gap between 
how Wonder Woman is presented in her own standalone film that was directed by Patty Jenkins. And if you haven't seen it, you need to because you will cry. Mm -hmm. And then Justice League, which I have not seen, but I have seen pictures of and even the trailer. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as Wonder Woman was a hit, Warner Brothers was like, we really have to like show that Wonder Woman is a thing (laughs) in this movie. Because her part apparently wasn't very big. Like that was a big reason why... Joss Whedon came on and they did the reshoots and like how, why there were so many reshoots because they they beefed up Wonder Woman's character. And from what I can tell from my both sides of the aisle friends, mm-hmm. they did her a disservice. Really? There's shots where it looks like they distinctively cropped Wonder Woman's tunic, which is the what looks like a skirt, but it's actually a tunic that goes under her armor that it's significantly shorter than what it was in Wonder Woman and the camera is slightly placed so that, oh, we're supposed to be focused on the character talking to Wonder Woman, but here in the foreground, we have her ass. Mm -hmm. And it looks like you're just looking up her skirt the Mm -hmm. entire time and how she looks dressed like she's walking down uh, the Milan fashion runway during fashion week through the whole thing when she's in normal clothes and people really didn't like it. I don't know. I'm not in a rush to see these movies. I saw Lego Batman. I'm good. <laughs> That's all the DC universe you really need That's right all now. I need. That's also, all. apparently, um, Ben Affleck's costume looks like it's choking him to death. Oh God! <laughs> so poor Batafleck. Ooh. Maybe that's why he's quitting. Oh, he's so sad. His career was going up, right? It was. And then, mm. costuming in Coyote Ugly, though. You know, we see our typical 2000s. Midriffs. Midriffs, pleather pants. Tankinis. Mm-hmm. So you know. we were all wearing back in the day. No. No. I was still wearing jeans and a hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I remember watching this movie with my friends, like, a lot. Yeah. A lot. Like, why did we watch this so much? I, just, I don't know. I watch it today and I'm like, is this appropriate? <laughs> I show my kid that mo- this movie. 14 to 17 year olds. Yeah. Eh, eh. I'd still show it to my kids. They'd be really confused on what pay phones are. But. Yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't she just text him? <laughs> what is this? She doesn't have a cell phone? There was one line in there where Lil at the end is like, oh, I heard from Cammie what happened to your dad. And I want to be like, how? They didn't have Facebook for her to like post it on. Well, I'm sure her and Cammie are like friends outside okay. of work. They were they were nice. They were good. Okay. No, but yeah, I, I thought about how they had to physically like talk to each other on the phone to catch up with each other's lives. Or meet for brunch or dinner or yeah. something. All that effort. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can't just sit at home. Trolling your Facebook. Right. Looking at your friends. Not interacting with your friends. Just looking at them. Just looking at them. Through the pictures. I see you. Any other first thoughts on Coyote Ugly? I will defend this movie to the death. Really? I love this movie. You love it. I mean, there are definite problems that I am willing to admit that they exist Mm -hmm. there. But there's such good, like, empowerment in there too what what empowerment explain to the people how you feel empowered watching this movie coyote ugly it's kind of like 
the whole like strippers union thing like they they know what they're doing and it's choice and you know they're using it to further their endeavors like tyra's going to law school Mm -hmm. after dancing on the bar but they know what they're doing they're having fun and they're supporting one another Mm -hmm. in it like except for rachel that bitch but she is in her own way. She's toughening yeah. the newbies up. Like I, although she's a bitch, I appreciate her bitchiness because I know that that's how I am. No, yeah, I really got that at the very, very end when when Jersey is performing. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't have got there if she didn't work at Coyote Ugly. Yeah, she had the attitude. Now she's, she's in the clothes, like everything. Yeah, everything that became her new stage presence. She learned at Coyote Ugly. Yes, which is very important. It's definitely a whole aspect of women helping other women out. I never felt like they were tearing Jersey down just to tear her down. Mm -hmm. It was just to make her stronger. I never got the impression that it was vindictive or catty or all the the tropey stereotypes that can Mm -hmm. go into romantic comedy with women. Yeah. Um, It was very much... No, you need to toughen the fuck up. Yeah, you're in New York now. It'll eat you alive. Yeah. We're doing this for your own good. Yeah. It may hurt now, but you'll see it later. Mm-hmm. It's just like parenting. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. A lot of people, when I was like, we're watching Coyote Ugly, they're like, oof, I'm sorry. And I'm like, what? I've never heard anybody say, like, I'm sorry you're watching Coyote Ugly. I mean, I don't really talk about it very much. But yeah, I don't, I don't know why it gets such like shit on. Because it's not stereotypical at all from the standpoint of... The female characters like there's so much more depth to the bitch there's mm-hmm. so much more depth to the russian quote-unquote angel or tease tease that's the word i was looking for um then there's so much more depth to the jersey girl like eh, i don't i don't understand like these are great fleshed out female characters that have issues mm-hmm. with them Am I saying that it is a profound, amazing work of cinematic history? No, it is definitely not that. But I appreciate it for at least giving an ensemble of women Mm -hmm. a chance. Sometimes it can be very isolating to be a woman, especially in our field. Aww. Aww. Real talk. Yeah. (laughs) But, like... If I were to want to go to New York and everything, I would want a community like this. Would I want to dance on a bar? No. I'd consider it maybe if you know i was gonna learn skills that i needed yeah i don't need those skills being an editor (laughs) so i think it is a feminist movie all right good answer and i will fight you if you disagree (laughs) i'll knife (laughs) you we keep the sharp objects away from ashley now no they don't no (laughs) so violet sanford from south amboy new jersey we start out, she's slinging pizzas. Slinging pies. Her last day working at Pete's or whatever. Pizza Pete. Pizza Pizzas. <laughs> it's hard to say. Pete's Pizza. Pete's Pizza. Pizza Pizza. Pizza Pizza. <laughs> oh my God, we're turning into Little Caesars. <laughs> That's how they got away with the, the copyright. It's Pete's Pizza. And he gets her autograph because apparently many girls have gone off to want to be in the city before. As you do. As you do, living in Jersey. Yep. And uh, she's got to say goodbye to her friends. They take her to karaoke. I will survive. Hey. Hey. The next morning, John Goodman, her dad, 
awesome. He's amazing. Yeah. He did he did this just for the money. He admitted he did this movie just for the money. Don't care. He was amazing. He's he, the yeah. perfect father. Yeah, even doing it just for the money. He didn't just phone it in. No. He was like the best part. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I'm John Goodman. What's up, guys? Um, he's sad about his daughter leaving. See, her mom had died five years ago. Mm-hmm. So wound is still fresh. He's gonna be all alone. He can't take care of himself. She puts him on a diet, you know, all the things. Violet, she's a songwriter. Songwriter. Her mom... Was a singer-songwriter. Was a singer-songwriter, right. Yeah. They're always like, we know how hard it was for your mother. She couldn't make it. So she's got a lot to live up to. So she goes into the big bad city to her new crappy apartment with her best friend Gloria. Sees her off, gives her emergency cash. Mm-hmm. And a tearful goodbye. Now she's in her new apartment. She tries to play some music, but her neighbors do not like that. Nope. So she moves her keyboard. They shake her walls, yeah. man. Those, those are paper-thin walls. I mean, isn't that what happens in New York? Yeah, as we see in the movies. Slums. So she moves her keyboard to the roof. As you do. As you do. Uh, so Violet goes to many record companies, and they won't take her tape because they're not allowed to. Yeah, where who is allowed to do this? I can't even like solicit my reel to people half the time. Yeah. Not that I have one. Yeah, you're just you're not allowed because then they could take it and you could sue them, that whole co- sort of thing. Yeah. You can't submit any of your work None that of this. way. Mm-mm. They have to find you. You have to be found, yes. discovered. Yes. So she goes to a club to see a band which is not Lifehouse. <laughs> no, it's The Calling. The Calling. Kind Sounds of like, like, like Lifehouse. They, they sound like Lifehouse, but they're not, but they're lifehouse. not lifehouse. <laughs> Yeah, The Calling. Were they one-hit wonders? A little bit. They they reformed. They are back. Oh, wow. Are they on tour? Can we go see them? I don't know. The Wikipedia didn't say. Are they opening for Eve 6 and Pennywise? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes and she talks to the bartender. She's like, how do I get my music to somebody? And he's like, I'm a struggling sax player. But that guy over there... That's Mr. O'Donnell. He's the music manager of the club. This is a lie. He's really a cook. He's a grill cook. It's Kevin. Kevin the Aussie stripper. Put the thunder down under. The thunder down under. So Violet waits and gives Kevin her tape. And then the chef comes out and chastises him and totally blows his cover. And uh, he follows her home for half an hour. Creepily. Yeah. This is the part I was slightly uncomfortable with. Yeah, this is, like, how we get into the, like, sort of rape culture. It's okay to stalk women because we see it in movies, and it turns out all right. He didn't do anything. He just followed her. From a distance. Yes. Shout, well, talking to her. They were talking back and forth to one another. Yeah. She did have, you know, mace she could have used. I'm not victim blaming here. I'm just saying, like, it's not, it is bad, but... At the same time, like, it could be worse. Yeah. It's not like he went up and grabbed her, was following her, like, right... Like, to me, like, stalker behavior is you're following someone right up on and you're, like, touching them or... Or, like, following them and not making yourself known. Yeah. He was just like, okay, I'm... Hey. I'm here. We I, need to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Yeah. That sort of thing. The- yeah. It was more of determined wanting an apology. Accepted. Yeah. So, I'm not saying, like... He's definitely in the wrong for doing this, but I can't say 
What am I trying to? Because like, if she didn't want him to, if she wanted him to stop, she would have had got him to stop. I feel like because based off her character, based off of her character, she would have gotten him to stop. Yeah, she would have pulled out the mace. Yeah, maced him and ran. Yeah. So the next time she's dropping off a tape, the front desk person tells her that she needs to do an open mic night. So she takes his advice and goes and goes to this terrible open night, mic night. Yep. And she's super timid. And there are hecklers. <laughs> These guys are jerks. Yeah. These guys are perpetuators of rape culture. Yeah. They were wanting her to shake it. Sing it, honey. Yeah. So she bails. For good reason. Yeah. And then when she goes home, her apartment's broken into and her money's stolen. And it's just like, this is her low point. It's bad. It's bad times. But I do love you. <laughs> it's so catchy. It is. It's in my head now. I'm going to learn it on the keyboard. No, you can learn it on the keyboard. I am not musically inclined. I got a keyboard. I can learn it. Okay. I'll sing. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I can play the clarinet. You don't want to play guitar? You want to play the ukulele? No. <gasps> oh my God. It'd be such a cute ukulele song. It would be. <sighs> Sam! <laughs> I'm going to make him learn it on the ukulele. Ukulele covers of Coyote Ugly songs. Oh my god. Does it exist on the internet? YouTube. Ukulele cover of But I Do Love You. Is there? Is there? There's chords. Uh, are they uke chords or guitar yep, chords? Yep, they are ukulele <gasps> chords. Ooh. I can't believe that someone has made our dreams come true. It happened. But I mean, you think we should still? Sam should do it. Yeah. Coyote Ugly cover band. Mm-hmm. Okay. He can play the ukulele. Mm-hmm. You can play the keyboards. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'll sing. Okay. Yeah. Done. Done. Decided. So at Violet's lowest low point, she goes to the bar to find Harold. <laughs> I love that he dances and is totally into it. Yes. We talked about him being in Coyote Ugly when we watched Harold and Maude. We watched Harold and Maude, not when we watched um, But I'm a Cheerleader. No, we 100% talked about him being in Coyote Ugly when we watched Harold and Maude. Oh, I forgot, and then I saw him and remembered, and my heart was filled with joy again. It was beautiful. He was great. Oh, yes. He needs to be in more things. Yes. So, she's there, she's poor, and she sees the coyotes, including Harold Tyra. Harold gives her pie. Yeah, of course he does. Such a sweetheart. Tyra Banks. Tyra. Tyra Banks. Before she was Tyra Banks. She was still Tyra Banks. She was Tyra Banks' model. Yes. But I mean, like, before she was Tyra of today. Tyra, business mogul. Tyra, beautiful, wonderful human being, feminist icon, Tyra Banks. She brought us Nile. Yes. I, ha- I Props, girl, props. And the Jays. The Jays should have been in this movie. <laughs> uh, talk about the coyotes. This is the first time we're seeing them. It's beautiful. They're doing a game with um playboy mm-hmm. with the models um they're do- like the models used to do these interviews with playboy i don't know if they do them anymore but uh where you get interviewed and like they ask you what your favorite movie is or like these other little what about you segments about the playgirl <laughs> models and they're guessing what their favorite movie is based off of her picture yeah and cammy gets it because Cammy's right. Cammy is the smart one. And guess what movie it was? Saving Private Ryan with A Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Hank miracle. 
Hank's Miss Miracle. Hank's Miss Miracle. He showed up for us. Yes. And Harold. And Harold. Oh, it's so. It's such a beautiful, beautiful segment of life. Just that scene. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. 100%. Okay. So it's Zoe Tyra Banks' last week as a coyote. Coyote. She's going to law school. Right. And uh, what's her face? Jersey. Violet. This is before she's Jersey. She's Violet. Yes. (laughs) Here's this. So she goes to Coyote Ugly and meets Lil. And she she shows some balls. That's how she gets the job. I don't need no stinking waitress on a power trip. Mm-hmm. Says, you start Friday. Come at 11 o'clock. Yeah. So she goes there. She witnesses the chaos. She's like, ah, uh, nope. Nope. And then runs into Lil. Mm-hmm. It's like, good, you're right on time. And then just gives her an instant makeover. Yep. Like, I need her shirts. Lil to do this to me before I leave the house. You wanted her to rip your shirts? No, but I mean, like, it could be any sort of instant makeover. Oh, okay. You know. She puts on her pink-tinted aviator sunglasses. Yeah. And... She works those, okay? Oh, yeah, no, she does. I am not dissing them at all. <laughs> they were of the time. No, they were of the time, and they were super cheesy, but they look damn good on her. Yeah, no, I couldn't pull them off. No, no, not a people can't. Britney Spears couldn't pull them off. Britney Spears, Spears couldn't pull a lot of things off. Mm-mm. The all denim dress. Oh, God, Britney. Hey, Justin contributed to it, too. Mm. He was in love with her. <laughs> you do a lot of stupid things for love. Justin. Justin, give C- us a call. Come call, call on the podcast. Give us a call. Okay, so there are rules. There are rules to working at Coyote Ugly. But are there? The rule is you have to appear available. So don't bring your boyfriends around here. But don't be available. But don't be available. Don't but- date the customers and don't bring your boyfriend here. Right. You will look available, but not be available. Yep. <laughs> felt like that's how it was when I le- worked in retail. Oh, damn. That's uh, that's kind of how it works when we work a lot of places. Did I tell you about how there was a week where I got asked out 10 times in a yes. week? Yes. I started wearing my mother's engagement ring. You have told this story. It was terrifying, guys. So we meet Cammy and Rachel. It's a lovely segue. Joey's there. Joey? Zoe? She can be Joey. Yeah. Tyra. Tyra. Tyra can be anybody. Uh, Jersey can't hack it, you know. She's overwhelmed. Gets shoved off. They're like, okay. Bye. Bye. But then she breaks up a fight. And Lil gives her another chance. But she gets to go home, and then she'll meet with the fashion consultant, and mm-hmm. then she can come back next time. As you do. As you do. But Jersey has to get her tape back from Kevin. Damn it, Kevin. Damn it, Kevin. Kevin! So she goes to the restaurant. <laughs> this makes me think of Home Alone. Kevin! Kevin! Gets the tape, and he's like, well, how can I ever see you again? And she goes, well, I'm a coyote. Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> and Brittany, Bitch. <laughs> Crazy! (laughs) We have a shopping montage. It's a wonderful shopping montage. Some of this was objectification. A little bit. A little bit. But shopping montages are always fun. Yes. Uh, At the bar, Rachel sets Jersey up to fail. By the way, her name's Jersey now. Yes. Violet is now Jersey. Violet's now Jersey. Because she's from Jersey. Yeah, it's easy to remember. Yeah. So Rachel... Sets her up to spray the fire marshal with water because Rachel's a bitch. She is a bitch. And so 
there's a $250 fine now that Lil has to pay. And Lil says, okay, either you get me the 250 tonight or you're fired. You have to make it in two hours. Yep. And Kevin's there. And he's just like, oh, I'm sorry. Here's $9. And she goes, I don't need your money. <laughs> I need your body. And so she auctions him off. Excellent idea, by the way. Yeah. Excellent idea. <laughs> I mean, it's more objectification of the male form. But we don't get a lot of that in movies. There weren't like tight close-ups of his body parts like there were the women. No, there was. Of his abs. There was 100% a tight close-up of his abs. Well, then there needed to be more. <laughs> but at the same time, like, if we're going to get rid of objectification, we have to get rid of all objectification and allow men to not be objectified as well. Except for Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. He is the exception to the rule. So she makes that 250 No problem. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So he Kevin, goes on a date. Yeah. He waits for her after, and she promises him four dates. And he goes and gets a comic book. and uh, A special edition comic book. Yeah. They get food, eat on the hood of his car. And this is where she reveals to him that she's afraid of singing. She has stage fright. Mm-hmm. And so he keeps this in mind and then takes her to the fish market. <laughs> As you do. As you do. To make some more money. Because he has a million jobs. He's a man with a million jobs. He's Kirk from Gilmore Girls. Right. <laughs> the show that you've never seen. I've never seen it, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Another great St. Louis actor. So. Who's related to the director and writer of Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. See, we have more Chris Hemsworth connections. I didn't know that we were playing that game. <sighs> I'm trying to connect Can to everyone. Can we every... just say Australian? <laughs> I want to go through the gun family. <laughs> Okay, um, so get to all the Chris's. So in the morning time, after the the fish slinging is over, she's like, "You smell terrible, so bad, so bad." He's like, "You do too. I was gonna kiss you, huh? but I won't." And she's like, "Bye. Okay. Good night. Bye." And so she goes. And she's starting to run a bath, but she's got all this money, and she's like, spend it. And I'm like, damn, girl, you just made money after you had zero money. Don't you need to, like, pay some bills or something? <laughs> but no, she wants to spend it. She, so she leaves out the door, and then Kevin's there. He's going to knock on her door, and he's like, uh, about that kiss. We should totally, uh... Have more of that. Yeah, have that kiss. So then they kiss, and then he's like, okay, have a nice day. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I like kissy, that. Kissy, kissy. I like that. She does that to him, too, later on, where she just shows up at his place and is just like, okay, bye. Like really She called him for an emergency. A sexual emergency. A sex emergency. Sex emergency. It was, that's from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. No, that's Textastrophe. Textastrophe. Oh. It was sex emergency. Sex they have emergency. a fight about it in the song. Yes. But sex sex emergency is a thing. Yes. Sex emergency. <laughs> so much crazy ex-girlfriend now that Justine has seen the entire series. Yeah. We're, yeah. The bar is very crowded. The police show up and there's rowdy people and they're tearing it up. And then the jukebox gets started. So she starts singing. One way or another. I'm going to find you. I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you. One way or another. I'll find you. 
Maybe next week. I'll get you. I'll get you. <laughs> um, so she's singing. And that saves the day. Yeah, because, you know, the power of jukebox music. Yep. Will break up fights. Yes. Who knew? I needed more of... Th- I needed to know this a little bit sooner in my youth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she's officially a coyote now. Like, officially. 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 Official, official. That's where she's got to have that sex sex emergency. Sex emergency. Because she's so happy she's officially a coyote. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. sex. So but without the sex part. Yeah. The kissing. The kissing. The kissing. The kissing. The kissing. The kissing. <laughs> But he was shirtless. No, he had an open shirt. Well, he, he was, was pantsless. Okay. He was pantsless in his <laughs> underwear with an open shirt. Yeah. Thank you, Australia. <laughs> the gifts keep on giving. Yep. You bring us you bring us great things mm-hmm. from down under. This, this is where she's up on her roof next and she's playing the song. I don't, don't like you. Be alone in the night. She gets the hip hop influence. Yeah. Yeah. That's that part. She became Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. I am not throwing away my shots. <laughs> so Kevin has a surprise for her. He blindfolds Kevin. her. This is Fifty Shades blindfolds. <laughs> She's wearing a slip. It's this has always bothered me. 90s fashion in 2000. This you can't wear a just a skirt slip. We've done it. That is cold. She is in New York in the wintertime. Her butt is freezing. That's true. But you know, she dressed like she was going to get some. Like, she's just like, I'm going to wear my matching camisole and underwear. Shaved my legs and everything. This is... And a thong. This is the this is the night I'm going to give get it to it. him. <laughs> He's going to get it. He doesn't even know it. Do you think she was a virgin? No. Okay. I didn't either. In the beginning, they made her see... Like, they dressed her... Like, her hair, she had, like, 80s, poofy, curly hair. (laughs) It was way too curly for her face. Did not look good. I'm sorry, Piper. It was, like, Anne Hathaway in... Well, she needed a makeover. She did. She got it. Okay, so he has set up his room with a keyboard and a bunch of cardboard stand... Cutouts. Cutouts of celebrities... Like Bill Clinton, yeah, and Patrick <laughs> they have Swayze sex right in front of Bill Clinton. <laughs> um, Sam's commentary during this bit was beautiful. Not in front of Bill Clinton. <laughs> no, it was wonderful. Thank you, honey. Yeah. So, well, he wanted her to sing in front of an audience and start getting comfortable that way. That's like his mission now. Is just like instead they had sex. Yeah, <laughs> you know. She wanted to make him feel nervous. I don't think that's how she feels when she's on stage. She feels horny. Yeah. I think she (laughs) feels like she has to go to the bathroom or something, you know, or throw up. Throw up, yes. I don't know about bathroom. A little, like, stomach churning. No. (laughs) For me, it's just, it's like your nerves are on fire. Yeah, but it's not the same it's not the same nervous as when you're about to do it for the first time or something. When you're about to have sex? Yeah. No. I don't know. I don't know. We need to have a man's opinion. <laughs> Samuel! <laughs> Let me have him. I'm com- I'm, I need to know if that's what it's like. <laughs> Is stage fright like getting 
an erection. <laughs> stage fright like it. I don't think I'm gonna say no. I'm not a dude, but uh, I don't know what getting an erection feels like. You get a lady boner. It's different. Not, my entire blood supply does not flow. But it some does. Yes, but not all of it. Not all of their blood flows. <laughs> I think you're overcompensating how much blood <laughs> goes to their junk. A human man has. <laughs> That's a lot of blood. <laughs> There's bubbles. He's typing. He's typing. What the fuck? No. Question come, come mark? talk on the podcast. We're like, why do we keep talking about boners on our show now? Because there's so much boner action. We've reached the 2000s. It's Boner City. Boner City. Okay. Sam is not joining us. Nope, he's not. So they do it. This is the part of the movie, if you're watching like the the extended cut, all of this sex scene is in that. Yeah. You see more than just his hip. Yeah, you see a lot. Uh, Yeah. It's a good scene. (laughs) I can see why it was cut to get the rating, but it's a good scene. Yeah. I was watching the extended cut once and i didn't know it was the extended cut Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden there was just like the scene continued where it normally stops and Mm -hmm. i'm just like what is happening what is happening his dick came out all right all right all right all right all right right, right. (laughs) so then she sings for him (laughs) what are you talking about we were talking about the scene where she's trying to make him nervous and make him feel like stage fright. And we don't think that getting an erection feels like stage fright. It does not, no. <laughs> I think it was more the fact that he was nervous about being with her and not being able to live up to what she wants. Oh, look at him bringing out the good reflections. <laughs> That's what it's talking about. Can I drop the mic now? <laughs> Thank Thanks, you, Sam. Thanks, babe. I love you. Yeah. I don't think he wants us to talk about boners on the show anymore. <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> so many questions. I'm sorry. I can't help it. He allows me to ask, ask these questions. <laughs> okay, so we have a montage after that. And she's getting better at slinging drinks, you know, doing the fancy like... It's a nice little montage, like a little cut. Yeah. To her fucking up and then getting it. Yeah, yeah, and she's getting better equipment and she's progressing with Kevin. They're like kissing in public now. And uh They're like having hand sex in public now. Whoa. <laughs> Little handy jays? No, but they were like feeling up all over each other in Times Square. Okay. That's the difference between hand sex. <laughs> no, like okay, if I was gonna say hand job, I would have said hand job. It's like you just you hand sex. You <laughs> feel it on hand one sexing me. <laughs> damn, girl, I'm single, but <laughs> damn. <laughs> but you're mingling. I'm a mingle. <laughs> you're single. Ready to mingle. I'm ready to mingle. <laughs> it's true. Anyway, carry on. And uh, Kevin gets her this Kevin. and Kevin <laughs> Sorry, I love it so much. Mr. O'Donnell Kevin gets her this important audition it's not this night yet but we find out about it at this point yeah but then that night is kind of like water pitcher night or something it's wet t-shirt it's wet Thursday wet Thursday and that's the night her dad shows up <laughs> it's not good no 
Because he is ashamed. Ashamed. Would you be ashamed if your child was dancing on a bar? I don't think so, but I mean... It's it's they they're doing it of their own volition, right? If, yeah. Okay, then yeah. As long as they're like not like inebriated, you know, like if they're in control, go for it. I mean, it would kind of suck that they're like financially unstable, that they are drawn to that. But if it's like what they enjoy, then yeah, sure, whatever. You can do whatever you want with your body. We're all financially unstable. I just created it and brought it in this world. Yeah. Guilt trip that motherfucker <laughs> so another busy night jersey has to leave early for her show her audition and lil won't let her well lil won't let her leave <laughs> it's a lot no. of L's. um so jersey ends up bailing on kevin and he loses a comic book because that's how he pays people in comic books hey that's a commodity bro bro yeah you should know this I do, yeah. I don't buy fancy comic books, though. No, I don't either. I do have my uh, all my X-Files comic books from my childhood, though. Them's probably worth some monies. Not really. So, that same night, a regular dances with Jersey on the bar. He's getting a little too frisky, but he's a regular, so she's just like, Okay, okay, okay. Stop it. Stop it. But Kevin comes in. He's already mad and he sees this happen. He gets super mad and he gets into a fight. And uh, he punches a lot of people and the jukebox gets broken. Everybody's upset. Everybody mad. Everybody's feelings are hurt. Yeah. So he gets kicked out and she's just like, Kevin, why you like this? Why you attitude all the time? Kevin, why can't you show your feelings? He's like, Kevin doesn't have a home. (laughs) Kevin doesn't have a mom. Kevin's an orphan. Kevin doesn't have dad. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. That was a good one. <laughs> so Jersey gets fired. Yeah. Because she brought her boyfriend. Yep. But it's sad. But she goes home for Gloria's wedding. Melanie Linsky, BT dubs. Mm-hmm. Love her. She's in everything. She is in everything. She needs to be in more things. Yes. More than just everything. More than everything. Yep. She talks to her dad at the wedding. That's where he says he's ashamed of her. He doesn't have socks. He doesn't have socks. He has to go to work. He had a clip-on tie. Kevin tries calling her for forgiveness, we can assume. Even though he left the message of, like, I'm going to go sling some fish. Like, if she really wanted to, she knew where he was going. She could have found him. Yes, but... What, what? She gets a phone call... Her dad has been hit by a car on his way walking to the booth. So, at the hospital. Her dad's fine. Leg broken. They fixed him up. They had an artery that needed repairing in his thigh. Yeah. But he's cool. He's cool, bro. He forgives her. And yeah. And she forgives him. Yeah. And they have a nice moment. Yeah. All the tapes that she sent out with her new hip-hop song are Are now back on her doorstep. Mm-hmm. And when she goes to Kevin's place, she sees... Him bring a girl over. That's sad. Dun, dun, dun. So back at the hospital, she's talking with her her dad, being like, okay, when we go back home. He's like, no. Yeah. I didn't just get hit by a car. Yeah. For you to go back and move in with me. Yeah. He's like, your mother quit because of me. She wanted to quit and I let her. I'm not letting you quit. No. 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 Let's have another montage. Yes. This montage, she is focusing more on her music. Mm-hmm. She's 
upgrading her system. She's on a iBook. She's mm-hmm. burning CDs. Mm-hmm. She found the songwriter showcase at the Bowery. She enters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And guess what, guys? She got in. Got in. She's playing Sunday at 10. Oh, but first, at her new restaurant that she works at, Lil comes visits her. Mm-hmm. Says, you can come back to Coyote Ugly. And Jersey's like, nah, bruh. <laughs> I'm good. I've learned all my lessons. Yes. I need to learn. It's time for me to move on, Mama Yoda. Mm-hmm. Mama Yoda's like, all right, girl. Peace out. We, we good. We good. So then the Bowery wants her to play. We see Kevin's moving, but Lil calls him. Everybody's nervous. It's all like, all of this is happening really fast now. She's Lil getting shut ready. down Coyote Ugly mm-hmm. for the day mm-hmm. so that or early so that they all can go watch her perform. Yeah, everybody's going. Your dad and Gloria, they're driving on the turnpike. He does a one, two, three. Yeah. But she's, she's super nervous. So she turns it around, does a Yui. Almost get hit by a car. Yep. <laughs> Best line in the movie. Yeah. Did I remind you that I was in a horrific car accident? Did you know that in the first screening of the movie, the the people at the, the screening said there wasn't enough John Goodman. That's why we have so much more John Goodman, because they were like, we need more. And Good they, people. They gave us more. That's what you do. You test screen. Yeah. <laughs> You test screen and you take the criticism. Yep. They said more John Goodman. So you give him more God. Goddamn God. That bad. bad. Yeah. <laughs> that too. You give him more goddamn God. I can't John do it. John Goodman. Goddamn John Goodman. <laughs> that's what, what editing for. That one. Yeah. There you go. So she's super nervous like catatonic state like almost getting everyone she knows killed yeah (laughs) nervous why they made her drive it's like when we made you drive for your wedding (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's exactly like that (laughs) Uh, one of these days i'll learn how to drive so i can drive you to your wedding at what point did you realize that that was a bad idea um we were on the bridge Good times, guys. Good times. So she starts the performance. The house band starts up the music, but she can't sing. So she starts to bail. And then all the lights go out. Because Kevin. Kevin. Kevin is there with a candle. Kevin's a beautiful man. And uh, so she does it. She starts singing in the dark. And then all the lights come on. And like I said, she, she's got the attitude. She's got the clothes. She's got everything she learned from being a coyote. All right here. She's killing it. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. What do you think of this? She's been kind of rescued at this point by Kevin. I don't think so. I just, because she does eventually, the lights do come back on. Mm -hmm. It's just that reminder of you can do this, Mm. whether or not the lights are on or off. I don't think he saves her. I just think that he reminds her Mm. of her strength that she's already got. Okay. Yeah. 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 It it made him not a useless character. Yes. He needed a little something. A little something. something. Aside from that hip action. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that post-coitus where they're like, let's put the blanket just covering, covering the dick. <laughs> all the bits there, but you'll see some of that hip. <laughs> yep. That's all we want to see. It is, to that's be honest. Really, that's all we want to see. All women want to see is that hip action. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we Viva La Pine all the time on here, but. We do, but in reality, we just want to see that nice V. <laughs> Because the imagination is, is so it fills much, it all in. It's so much better. Yeah, than, you know, 
Yes. It's it's all about the anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. Anticipation. <laughs> so three months later dun, dun, dun. can't fight the moonlight which is a song that she has in the showcase leanne rhyme buys it and performs it it's a leanne rhyme song now it always was it always was because all the singing was done by leanne rhymes but leanne rhymes country voice does, yes. <laughs> does the new song yes leanne rhymes regular voice yeah she gives kevin his comic back and auctions off her dad and what do you do when you realize all your dreams have come true? Slow-mo kiss. This is another terrible slow motion. It was slow motion in post. Yep. The end. The end. Everyone lives happily ever after. Yay! I don't like you. here my dvd the dvd that we just watched the dvd we just watched i had this on dvd it's the cover and this is it we're gonna play how's my marketing where we look and examine the the marketing of this movie here it's a dvd of five women on the cover tyra lil rachel jersey and cammy mm-hmm. what i like is that there's no dudes on the cover yeah none <laughs> I know this movie's marketed towards men and to women. As you do. As you do. I like it. It's not a stereotypical... I like that the dude's name is very, very tiny. Very small. Very small. And then the dude. I also like that the tagline is, Tonight, they're calling the shots. Shot, 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 There's literally no dude pictures of no dudes there's no dudes on this on the entire thing is there any on the disc no we have a reached pinnacle dudelessness no dudes whatsoever none not even on the packaging dudes did not exist do you feel like it's marketed appropriately i think so i think this is very like what you see is what you get Mm -hmm. this is the movie i watched yes i agree do you want me to read the back the description on the back uh, is it good? From hit-making producer Jerry Bruckheimer, Gone in 60 Seconds, Armageddon, comes Coyote Ugly, the intoxicating, sexy comedy starring an unbeatable cast of hot new stars including Piper Perabo, <laughs> Rocky and Bullwinkle, and Maria Bello, Payback. Moving to New York to pursue her dream of becoming a famous songwriter, Violet Sanford, finds herself desperate and broke. Through a twist of fate, the shy, innocent Violet lands a job as one of the barmaids at the hottest nightclub in town. The down and dirty, wild and fun Coyote Ugly. Pouring drinks and overflowing with attitude, the Coyotes spend more time on top of the bar than behind it, tantalizing the standing room only crowd with their outrageous antics. It's one wild adventure for a small-town girl chasing her dream in the big city. I don't like that. I don't at all. (laughs) That I don't like, because it's just like, this movie is sex. Sex and hot women. Sex, 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 sex. sex. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, I don't like that. It's, no. 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 Otherwise, everything's good, guys. Yeah. Fix your shit in the description, but, and, you know, you, you got it good. You got good. You got good. 
You ready to rate this picture? I am. I'm going to rate it four hip hop boom boxes. Ooh. I'm going to rate it 3.75 Jersey pizzas. Jersey pizzas. Everything's legal in New Jersey. <laughs> we got some mail. Mail, mail, mail. Mail, mail, mail. Mail, mail. We got an iTunes review. Oh, so nice. From Carly from the Underappreciated Movie Podcast. And it's a five-star review. Oh, thank you. Titled, Great Show! Great Show! I really, like all caps, really enjoy this show. I have listened to quite a few episodes and feel like great movies are chosen. Great guests are invited. Especially Hinkley. (laughs) I laughed so much during the She's All That episode. And a great time is had by all. Keep it up, ladies. You rock. Aw. Thanks, Carly. Hinkley gets so much love. Hinkley gets more love than we do. I know. (laughs) Team Hinkley. Damn it, Hinkley. That's going to be another... I'm I'm thinking of all of our our shirt designs for our store, and one of them's Team Team Hinkley. Hinkley. Yeah. (laughs) And it'll be sold out. Yep. <laughs> Mostly because he will be buying yes. them. <laughs> He'll be buying them and giving them as Christmas presents. To everyone. Since we're talking about Christmas, it's a Christmas episode. We need to talk about Christmas traditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we used to, me and my brother and my sister used to have this thing where we would hide uh, this hockey card of Mark Ricci. He's like the most terrifying looking man. Okay. I believe you. At one point, this man was voted uh, the hottest man in Colorado. What? Yeah. Okay. Because he actually was relatively attractive when he was younger. But, you know, things happened. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So we had his hockey card from San Jose, and we used to hide it. And um, the big thing for Christmas was to do the most ridiculous thing, wrapping... One year we wrapped it up to the point where my mom had gotten this basket. She was huge in Longenberger basket. She got an umbrella stand. So we individually wrapped like each piece of candy that we were filling this basket with mm. and then individually wrapped the card in it. Wow. So she had to unwrap the big box that held her basket in and then unwrap each and every piece of candy that was filled in this giant basket and then she got the card. <laughs> Uh, we done, did a whole bunch of other things. Like, there was once where my brother, when I got my first car, he hid it in my car. Mm. And they, like, photoshopped Mark Ricci's head really big, so it was, like, all over. It was, it's a lot of fun. Oh, that's a nice Christmas tradition. I know, right? Terrifying your brothers and sisters with hockey players. It's what you do. Yeah. It's been a weird year for us. It has been a weird year. Full of death and torment. Lots of death this year. Oh, well. Fuck holidays. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Let's just end on that note. <laughs> Goodbye. No. Uh, next time on the podcast, it will we'll be, be in 2018. Crazy. Hopefully it'll be a better year than 2017. But yeah. I'm not betting on it because I bet on it last time. <laughs> and it got worse. Got worse. <laughs> We're going to be watching 2000's What Women Want. I am so not excited. It's a long one. <laughs> I fucking hate Mel Gibson. Yeah, but Nancy Myers. You but love Nancy fuck Myers. Fuck Mel Gibson. Yeah, fuck Mel Gibson. Sorry, but it's a it's a, it's a staple to the to the genre. And it's Nancy Myers. Man. Yep. Uh thank you to our Patreon patrons this year. 
for giving us all the support that they give us. I have a treat from one of our patrons to us. We get treats, too? We get treats, too. That's so nice of them. You know, uh, Jaslyn. Yes. She has um, written us a number of haikus. Oh, nice. (laughs) Cutaways haikus. Yes. Would you like to hear them? Yes, please. Justine and Ashley talk rom-coms, but they hate them. (laughs) No one gets the joke. (laughs) (laughs) That's lovely. Julie Andrews thing, the way to Cutaway's heart. More jumping nuns, please. (laughs) Julie Andrews. (laughs) Sorry to Hugh Grant. Your films are not loved by them. Less characters, please. (laughs) Give us more Cary Grant. Yes. Thank you, Jasmine. That was great. Super patron. If you'd like to leave us a note, join our, our patron club over at patreon.com slash cutaways podcast. Please join our blanket fort. Yeah. Um, we are also on the internet at thecutaways.com. Go to it while you can. <laughs> and you can find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram as at Cutaways Podcast. We're doing a lot of um Instagram videos these days what are they stories i don't know how to work the app (laughs) (laughs) i've tried (laughs) so uh we appreciate comments and uh, reviews five stars on itunes or stitcher wherever you listen to podcasts i mean you don't have to give us five stars and if you give us like below that please explain why yes tell us what how we can do better yes yes definitely do that you know we read them here on the podcast We'll read the bad ones, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll read them all. We're here for transparency, unlike, you know, our president. Yes. All the way from London. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Leave us some Hamilton gifts on our we Twitter. We will love you forever. For reals. And uh, that's uh, that's it for us this year. We hope you have a, a happy holidays. We hope... Uh, holidays. Holidays. <laughs> Holla. Holla. We hope you enjoyed this this coyote Christmas. See you next year. Thanks for joining our blanket for. Thank you guys. Bye. <laughs> Honestly. Logan of Honestly, a podcast. Honestly, a podcast touches on everything and anything from pop culture, boy bands, current events, and work horror stories to mental health, problematic faves, body positivity, and so much more. From reliving our One Direction fangirl days, which, let's be honest, never ended, to ranting about the state of the world and reciting entire vines, we've got you covered. Honestly, it's a chat-style podcast and as two people who don't know how to be serious, 
You can expect us to go where the conversation goes and do a whole lot of giggling and making bad jokes in between. We post new episodes every Friday. Give us a listen and let us know what you think. Two idiots trying their best. Maybe honestly can be our always. Bye! Bye.